to do And all that jazz Watcha! And all that jazz It's just a noisy hall Where there's a nightly brawl And all that Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline Addendum Style. (laughs) Didn't you? I was trying to, it kind of sounded like Gangnam Style. How does Gangnam Style go? (laughs) Well, from Gangnam Style. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Love it. Hey, sexy lady. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. <laughs> you knew more of that than I was expecting. I know so the so dance. I've somehow blanked it all out of my mind. I know the full dance. What do you mean the full dance? I know the dance. You know more than just the riding the horsey. Yes, I do. I know the hey, sexy lady. Home. Oh, oh, oh. And then the, um, what is that? What then what happens? Oh, I think they do a sexy lady back the other way. It's like the leg wiggle. Leg oh, wiggle. Boy. Okay, sorry. Anyways. Your life is so confusing sometimes. Don't understand. You know what dance I wish I knew? Rhythm Nation. <gasps> I so wish I could just hard. bust that out yes. at a party and just everyone would be wowed. That's one of those They dances. would be wowed. We would They'd all be, be standing to the side like we're in a warehouse because isn't mm-hmm. she like in a warehouse in that video type yeah, place? She is. Yeah, and we would all just be like hanging off the rafters. Yeah, I think I'm also confusing that um, cold-hearted snake a little bit. That's fine. But, I would, I would like to know that one too. Yeah, I wish I knew "Hit Me, Baby" one more time. I wish That's, I knew that. We could make that happen. I that like I think is that. at your level. Or bye bye bye. That insane. Definitely at your level. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to know that. What's my level? Poor. No. Poor to none. Standard. It's not standard. Above standard. You're being really kind. And but we not all know. Janet Jackson level, I'm just I saying. Know. But that's why it'd be so surprising. It would, it would, would be, be shocking. So, that one of my daydreams for some reason in high school was to learn the guitar from We Will Rock You, like after it ends, before it goes into We Are the Champions, the whole, that guitar solo, uh-huh. I wanted to learn that. Did you play guitar? No, I've never played guitar. But that was the one that you wanted but to that learn. That was like the daydream that yeah. was like, oh, that'd be so cool. It's never too late to make it happen. All you got to do now. is walk down the street and you rip off the tag on one of those guitar lesson signs <laughs> that are all over L.A., <laughs> You just rip off one of those little pieces. And then you get and murdered. And they make it happen. And that's how a date line you happens. You make it murdered. Yeah. You make it murdered. Yeah. Okay. Body the hour, boy, I make a big noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the worst impression. <laughs> it was so much louder than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> it was shocking. Also, Do you know I love Queen, though? Do you I know love Queen, I too. Love, I didn't I know, know you, you did. love Queen because that's your type of music. But it's surprising that I love Queen, right? It is surprising. I'm delighted. Yeah. Like, Why I listen to Queen. Queen? Uh, like, I, I think I started to love Queen. This is so embarrassing. Because I never listened to, like, music growing up, like, popular music. Or I never really – my parents are not, like, music people. They're musical people. Like, we mm-hmm. listen to musicals. But gotcha. I did not know who the Beatles were until, like, junior high. 
and I went Oy. to a friend's house and they were playing the Beatles. They, I just did not know music. So gotcha. music that was before my time, but that was my parents' time, they should have introduced me to. They did not. Big oh, fail. Fail. So I did not know Queen. But then in Shaun of the Dead, which is one of my favorite movies, they play Queen, Don't Stop Me Now, while yeah. they're killing these zombies. And I fell in love with it. And so then I started listening to all of like their greatest hits and all that stuff. And then I started love Queen. Do you have a favorite Queen song? Don't Stop Me Now. No, Find Me Somebody to Love. Really? Or Fat Bottom Girls. That's a good one bicycle that maybe that song no it's got to be and then glee did somebody to love and it was actually pretty good i know everyone's gonna yell at me because they hate glee but it was actually pretty pretty sweet because i'm having such a good time give me a call okay so this Um, is an addendum it's an addendum at the beginning and it's also part due part due addendum to part one kind of Basically, what's happened is Katie was finishing editing part two of Final Curtain and came to realize that the end of part one, we leave with a cliffhanger, which is what exactly did Sam do? And then I wanted to bring up something that we were also extremely remiss about talking about, which I haven't told you yet. Okay. We have some unhappy people. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So I don't mean to scare you. So we're starting off the episode with a re-record of the beginning so that we can clear up the cliffhanger. Kimberly can be given this information and then I can be given information of something apparently we missed that now I'm scared. Yeah, you should be. By the way, to our listeners, if you have not listened to part one of this episode, you're going to need to. Or you're going to need to at least watch the episode on Dateline, A Final Curtain. Yeah. Because I've forgotten already what we talked about in part one. Do you want me to give a brief recap? Sure. Of who our people are? All right, I'll give a three minute recap. So basically, what we have here are two actors, Dan and Rachel, are engaged to be married. They live in Orange County in an apartment building called the Camden Martinique. <laughs> and they are friends. Everyone in the apartment building is kind of friends with each other. One of the guys in the apartment building's name is Sam Hare. And he has a girl that visits him quite often named Julie. And Julie is supposedly his tutor, but basically she's a friend too. They're all friends. Uh, One day, Julie is found. Basically, Sam goes missing. Julie is found in Sam's apartment later that day, dead, when when Sam's dad comes over looking for Sam. This is really going to be a... A long recap. I'm watching the time right now. Hold on. Finds Julie Three dead. minutes is actually a lot longer than you think it is. It is. So finds, Ju- finds, hold on, finds Julie dead. Most shows do like a 20 second recap. <laughs> um, Julie and Sam are both dead and Dan Wozniak did it. Yeah, Rachel good. Now you're was getting possibly an accomplice to the murder. So if you want any more detail than that, you have to go back to number one because now Kimberly made me self-conscious. So that's what that's what we got because now I'm embarrassed and I'm I'm sweaty a little bit. I feel a little sweaty. That put some stress on. <sighs> Sorry, it's fine. I'm gonna make up for it. Do you want to talk about Chris at all? <laughs> no, because you didn't let me talk about Chris. Okay. Chris, no. Yeah, let's talk about Chris real quick. Our main players in this are going to be Sam and Julie, who are dead. The S- Dateline, sadly, inter- sadly. 
Very sadly. The, they're young. All of these people are in their 20s. The Dateline interviews we get are with Sam's dad, Julie's mom, and Rachel, who is the fiance of Dan, the killer, and possible. Who also might be a robot. Who might be a robot, a robot accomplice. We're not sure. Android accomplice. And then we also have Chris Williams, who is um, a jazz man. Uh, I think he's referred to as all around great guy and did the right thing. Chris yeah, Williams. Except when he totally did the wrong thing. And except when he totally may have caused this whole thing. And we have Wesley, who is also the other Dateline. Oh, I forgot about Wesley. Wesley Frylock, who is a punk teen with a, a very serious medical condition that happens when he gets nervous during the episode and we're not going to give that away we'll just let you listen to part one to find out what that is and <laughs> no, he tells but, about it in graphic nature but you won't understand my titles if you don't go back and listen true and that's that's the most important thing is that you understand kimberly's titles yeah because i actually had some good ones not that you can follow along with the rest of this oh we also get we get an interview with violet who is one of the neighbor that lives neighbors that lives in Camden, Martinique, Violet Sans husband John. But Violet might be our superstar in this. I'm just going to say that. Violet kind of I do want to tell you that before I forget, you need to download It's Late by Queen because I think you might really like it and it's my favorite Queen song. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called It's Late. It's good. Okay. Oh, I um, also love Under Pressure, which is David course. Bowie and Queen, right? Yes. I know things. Don't say right. Well, yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, Wait, why are you double checking that? If you don't know that in your bones, this podcast is over. I wasn't raised on music. I wasn't either. Amy Grant, keep the faith. I didn't know it either, but now I do. Okay. Anyways, there's no excuse for you. Wait, what's the song that I should know? It's late. It's late. Okay, so let's cut the mystery. What was Sam arrested for when he was younger and tried for murder? What what did he do? And he was acquitted? He later? was acquitted. He was acquitted, but he was young. He was like 18 or 19 years old when he was arrested for murder. And it was murder in the first degree. Wow. And this, so, so this is before, but he was still got into the army. He did still get into the but army. But he was which, acquitted. But the whatever article I read, it did talk about it was the the time must have been when they were the accepting people was a little bit more lenient <laughs> like but i don't know how exactly acquitted. how that works he was acquitted but he was still like tried for murder yeah it's rough but you were acquitted it's, it's rough so that means that you're you're good yeah. right and you don't so, even have to put that on a job resume cuz yeah. you weren't convicted of it yeah of course, you the gossip will follow you. Right. I was going to say you should probably move out of your hometown. Yeah. Which I'm assuming they did. Yeah. Um. So what, so it might surprise you what, so apparently, um. now they didn't say it specifically, but Sam was not in a gang, mm? but trying to be in a gang. An Orange County gang? Yeah, I know. Uh, It's a gang. It was a gang. I don't think he grew up in Orange County. Wherever this happened, it was not in Southern... I don't think it was in Orange County. Do they let white dudes whose dads look like they're in Viagra commercials into... No, I do. Well, I think this was part of him trying to get into a gang. 
honestly, I think it was him trying to get into this is like almost an initiation type right. thing is how the article made it sound that I read. I don't know how accurate that is. But why was he trying to get into it? So a this game? is I know. So this is very his odd. His dad was, with the band-aid on his arm would not stand for that. So I was very surprised. I was really surprised because I was like, that's not what I expected this to be at all. I expected him to possibly have been involved in a drunk driving incident yeah, or something that's like immediately that. What I, I thought. was like, yeah. this is gonna be he hit someone, yeah. something happened. Yeah. No. He led a person, his friend or something like that. It was like a acquaintance of his or something to an area where this kid, this other kid, was beaten and ultimately killed. Mm. He, But Sam was the one who drove him and picked the spot <gasps> where he knew there were no cameras. It was behind this, like, trailer park. And they don't, they say that it's unclear if Sam actually participated in the beating and ultimate killing of this person. But, yeah. But he did spend time in jail for this. He did spend time in jail because he was up for murder one. Right. So, so before he was acquitted. There were, so now I believe it was 15 or 19 people charged oh my God. with murder, with murder one. And it was all members of this gang. <gasps> now, for some reason in the sentence, in the like, in the court system, they were split into two groups. And the first like seven or eight got convicted and huge sentences the next group of like seven or eight were all acquitted Mm. so i don't know the ins and outs of what happened with the case but sam was in the second group and his dad fought really really hard to have him acquitted so although from the article i read it sounded like he was really involved even if he didn't beat the person he led him to he drove him to the spot and picked the spot but That's Sam, what... Sam's dad has the power of Viagra and Chantix behind him. Like, he could get him a really good lawyer and get him off, whereas maybe some of these other kids didn't have dads like that. I think Sam's dad may have money. I think so, too. I, mean, I think it has. I think he's... That's why it's so confusing. I'm sure I sound super ignorant about gangs, but why was he trying to do that? I don't know. Fascinating. So, yeah, I thought you'd be surprised by it because it's super violent. Yeah. And then it's, it's also, it's very... It's, I had no when I read that it was gang related I was like what yeah that's crazy how is it gang related maybe Sam was originally one of those bag of wieners teenagers like our Mm -hmm. skateboarding friend with his balls inside of him and he is the type that could easily be tricked into joining something because he thought it was cool or he wanted to impress a girl or wanted to impress a dude and he was having trouble at home and he you know, I mean, now Sam seemed like this guy who had his act together because he had been through the army and stuff. But before, maybe he was bag o wieners. He definitely could. It sounds like he was trying to be tough guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if bag o wieners was trying to be a tough guy. I think bag no, he was trying to be an actor. <laughs> he was trying to be famous, which is different than trying to be like. I don't know. It was, I was, are you not shocked though, a little bit? I'm just trying to process it. Can't really yeah. picture it. No, that that was the weird thing. It didn't go. And it's funny because in the 48 hours interview, so in the 48 hours episode of this, uh, the interviewer tries to go in a little bit hard on the dad, 
on Sam's dad and he just shuts it down. Mm. He's like, he was acquitted. That's all you need to know. He was found innocent. Oh, yeah. He was like, all charges were dropped. We're not going to go into it. Yeah. And she's like trying to push because it's kind of like, what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Someone had said that Dan and Rachel knew about Sam's time in prison because Sam had bailed Dan out of jail. What? Who said that? Someone on um, Facebook or something. I can't remember at this very moment. One of our amazing people who sends us things. And it was interesting because I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. And hmm. they, she also said that, um, and I'm so sorry, I just don't have her name on me. But she said that Dan was keeping, from her perspective, Dan was keeping a ton of the money stuff from her. He was like pretending that he had jobs that he didn't have and was hiding from Rachel how much in debt he was and that he was definitely going after the full 60000 We just didn't figure out how he was planning to do that if it no, I, involved a mustache. No, he was planning on doing it little by little. He literally, his plan was to go and pull out $400 a day. It's the worst plan it is because how long... I've ever heard in my life. How long... Can you get away with that? But that's why it almost seems fake, right? It, no, when the you whole hear thing that, you're does. like, it seems like there's it something seems that like we're a missing. Bad play, which it seems it yeah, kind of it, was. Or, or it seems like we're missing a piece of the puzzle here. That right. like that couldn't have been his plan because it's so stupid. Yeah. That that couldn't have been your plan. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. I I agree. And you um, didn't know anyone else with money? I have a feeling he did. Parents, friends, anybody else? I think s- um, Violet is pretty lucky that she got away with it. And all yeah. the neighbors. Yeah, that's true. Also, how did he know exactly how much Sam had in his bank account? Did Sam like to talk about how much money he had? Or did he, they, maybe he, he said like have. the army gave me this much or I saved up this much from the army. Okay, are you ready for the big thing that we didn't talk about? Maybe. Okay. Our dear friend, <sighs> Melissa. From Moms and Murders. Pod. Moms and Murder. No S at the end. Don't know why I had an S. She says, when I I posted that the episode was up, if Tobias isn't mentioned at least once, I may set myself on fire. And I wrote back, F me. And then Jennifer Bonner wrote, how did Tobias Funke never come up in this discussion? I mean... Who even are you? How do you feel right now? Because I feel pretty crappy. Frankly? Yeah. Sick to my stomach. I feel gross. I feel like my hand is up Franklin's body. <laughs> what does he say? I don't want no party or tight ass country club. Oh. How did we do this? I told her we're going to maybe need to re-record. And then I said, I've made a huge mistake. And then Melissa sent us a gif of Tobias's many headshots. Oh, my God. He was an actor. He was a full-on actor, like the Lunts. We missed it. How did we miss it? He auditioned for that commercial. Oh, my God. We're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning. <gasps> what? Okay. 
you know, what we really should have done is talked about this beforehand and then done a few Tobias references and slipped them in to part two and pretended that we didn't. I like to be honest with friends, unlike you, and I consider Melissa, she, I consider her a friend. And I have already said to her, I blew it. I think I, I'm afraid I just blew myself. You just got to watch that phrasing. It's just, just take just, a tape recorder. Just, just for one day. I think you'll be surprised at some of your phrasing. I, I just really feel like we, I just don't even understand how. This is the only reason that I can think that we missed it is because we were so focused on the musical theater aspect of this. And I don't equate Tobias with musicals. I equate Tobias with trying to be in Tennessee Williams. Does that make sense? I equate Tobias with being like a trying to be a commercial actor or like not singing. We get it. We're going to try to be more cognizant and present moving forward with our favorite show references in the podcast. And I'll say again, apologies, apologies all around. There are also some wonderful Golden Girls episodes revolving around community theater. There's a lot of all episodes. Because community theater is amazing. Yeah, because it has that. Oh, Lord. Well. We really blew it. We blew it. I'm really sorry. So now for B-Roll Bonanza. So do you want to do Guacamoments or B-Roll Bonanza? We're going to just jump right into all of your info. Okay. I'm nope. setting I'm setting down my phone because I have nothing. I'm just going to listen. I was going to tell you Guacamoments is too jam-packed, so I'm going to have to probably sprinkle them in throughout. I think we should start with B-Roll Bonanza because I have a few things that I want to talk about off the top. Okay. And one of them is Wesley Frylock, mm-hmm. our questionable teen yeah. actor, yeah. skateboarding with his B-Boy friends. And then not just skating, skateboarding, but full on loitering, yeah, like <laughs> sitting down on their skateboards on the side of like maybe a Seven Eleven, and you know the owner was like, oh, "Get these bag of wieners out of here!" Yeah. Like, by the way, that's it, what you missed from part one is we're starting to say bag of wieners a lot. Um, for yeah, for skateboarding, him only. such a douchey sco- skateboarder. Like, of course he's skateboarding with friends, of course, and of course when he's looking out on the water. Being contemplative, he has his baseball cap on backwards. Of course he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Of course. Did you have other B-roll? Um, yeah, there was one of Rachel trying mm-hmm. to look sad, mm-hmm. staring out at the distance, and she mm-hmm. couldn't even manage that. Like, mm-hmm. she she didn't even have lines, and she couldn't nail the look, and it just made me sad. She's just really not a good actress. Do you want to go into Chris's B-roll now, which is possibly some of the most epic we've seen on Dateline in a minute. But we've also been doing a lot of older episodes, so there's a really good chance that these things are more common and we have just missed them over the last couple of months because we've been doing a lot of Kimberly's favorites. But Chris, come on, right? Are you talking about when he's playing singing? I'm talking about both performances we saw. I'm talking about his private performance on the piano in his home at (laughs) the end where he is playing his piano as his B-roll. And then we we are introduced to Chris singing as part of a jazz ensemble. But it didn't even sound like jazz to me. Um, I don't know if it was or not. I did not pay that close attention to the music. But did you see his walking down some sort of street in Orange County with lots of little window shops in his bright red shoes? Yes, I did. I did. I believe he was coming from a coffee shop. 
because I think yes. we saw him at a coffee shop. We and did. And then he walked by like 8 million bars slash restaurants that every single one had one of those sandwich boards that list what the daily special is outside. Oh, the competition is tough in LA. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, but did you notice, I'm, I really hope you didn't miss this because I started screaming and my mom was like, what, what? Um, in the coffee shop B-roll. He's got his coffee and he's staring out the window, kind of nodding to himself, kind of nodding to himself, which first of all irritates me. Just stare out the window. Don't nod to yourself like you're thinking of something like you're not going to let us in on the joke Mm -hmm. or no, like he's doing this thing where you he wants you to ask him penny for your thoughts. Mm. He's doing that. But then there's this point when he looks up and does this like eyebrow raise and a little nod. (laughs) <laughs> like he sees someone he knows walk into the coffee shop, but it's fake. I think it's not real. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening? What are you do you? There's no way that you know someone that just happened to walk in while you're filming Dateline because I guarantee you they have the front door shut off. I guarantee you. That's funny because yeah. that also would be great B-roll for a commercial for some kind of depression medicine. And it's like, you'll be it getting would. back out there, but you might also have diarrhea all the time. It is also for perhaps our time for yeah. a dating app. Yeah. And they see someone and they're like, oh, that's my blind date. Hi. Right. Hey, remember me? Yeah. yeah I. So I want to ask Dateline, was that a producer fed motion? Did the producer say, okay, now pretend to see someone you know and just give a little nod? Like, do they, do right. they prompt them at all? Or is Chris like, I've done improv. I can handle this. I can I've handle this. I've got a whole scenario in my head. I think he did. That's what it didn't come off as very genuine to me, which is why I'm calling him on it because I'm like, no, I don't know. He probably did several takes, like one where he saw someone that he sort of had a history with. Mm -hmm. And then they, but they had made up since then, but it was still kind of awkward. That was his backstory. And Mm -hmm. so like he had that reaction. And then he probably did one where it was like he saw someone that he was trying to place. He knew them, but he didn't remember their name. And then he probably did one where he saw like his rival arch nemesis and had to have that reaction. And they were like, too big. Pull it back, Chris. So do you think that this was the one where it's like the the barista that serves him all the time just came in to start their shift? Maybe. Maybe. And okay. she's like putting on the apron and he's like, right. he's like hey, hey, I'm hey. here again. Yeah. I'll have a macchiato when you're ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we should start doing that too along with karaoke. What's their Starbucks drink? Oh, that's a good one. Chris is a flat white guy. No oh, question. I got God. it. Or a cold brew. Cold brew. Okay. And any more? Do you have no, that's any all. That's all I have. Quotes? Did you have? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Quote. Okay. So my probably my favorite quote is from Violet, and Violet says she liked when Dan and Rachel moved into the Camden Martinique building because it was mostly young people, and her and John were married at the time when they were living there. Her and her ex husband, mm-hmm. and so. She liked it when they were moving in and they were engaged. And she said, you know, we we were happy to have some wine drinkers as opposed to the hard liquors. And I thought that was the most pretentious thing I'd ever heard. I didn't even, I don't remember hearing that. Oh, it's at the very, it's when we're first introduced to Violet. She says that and it really got me because I was like, well, you don't know anything about them. Besides they're engaged, it means they're settled down. It means I've, they're what? Because they're in the theater. 
That's... They like wine. But no, that would mean that they're more wine. It means she doesn't know anything about the theater, obviously. Because I'm like, no, that means they're crazy pants. And there's going to be lots of dramatic yeah. fighting from their apartment. Dan so... does not even look like a wine drinker. He looks like a tequila user. Still sweaty all the time. A tequila user. Um, do, do you want me to release a little information to you right now then? Sure. They were both drug users. <laughs> but it's weird drugs. I always laugh when someone is addicted to ecstasy. I know it's not funny, but it really like that one always gets me for some reason. Because I, I just, I associate ecstasy completely with raves, right? Or something like that. And so people that use ecstasy on a, like, bi-weekly basis or tri-weekly basis, I'm always like, how? Why? Is that how they were performing? Were they performing on E? I guess. I don't know. And Where were they going to raves or doing E at the apartment building? I have no idea. I have no idea. But there was definitely drug use. Although the police did not find any drug paraphernalia when they searched the apartment, which means Rachel had cleaned it up. Um, also, Sam had or um, Dan had had DUI charges. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. So that was part of his money troubles. And it also explains the darn car thing, why we could not figure out why he was trying to get rides everywhere. Because he had DUI. Right. That's mm -hmm. why. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm just going to clear that up right now. Did you have any quotes? Um. Unfortunately, the criminal justice system has never doubled as a grief therapist. What's that in reference to? That the prosecution of Rachel and Dan did not make it easier for the parents mm. because the criminal justice system has never doubled as a grief therapist. Oh, that was manky. Oh, mank. But beautiful. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful? Sorry. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful? I said beautiful. You said beautiful. I said beautiful. Like booty. Delicious. I think you're bootyful. Oh. Okay. Precious moments. The parents, obviously. The mom. Oh, my God. The, the witness statements. The statements yeah. at the sentencing hearing. Yeah, that was rough. The whole time, the mom. The whole time, Julie's mom. Yeah. Oh, my she, God. Uh, MVP loser. MVP for sure, the parents. Sure. Yeah, that's good. And then um, I sort of think Violet, because of this other information I have, I do think Violet is going to go in my MVPs. Really? Yeah. I liked her anyways, even despite the wine drinkers opposed to the hard liquors. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe she meant to Oberlin. She could just be a little bit snotty. We don't know. You know, and it could have just slipped out. Maybe she didn't mean it. Um, but I think that no offense to Oberlin. No shame. Um, but I think that I think she, like the part that she plays to get some things going in the case was in invaluable. That's it. Well, do you want to say what they are? Do I what? What did, what did she do? So she was, uh, well, I kind of got to go into a big long thing. So let's do losers first and then I'll tell you what she did. Cause it's a piece of a big piece of the case that they left out that she brought to police's attention. Okay. And also the fact that she test in her testimony against Rachel is rough. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Uh, my loser, you know who my loser is. It's got to be Wesley. <laughs> Actually, no. How is Wesley not your loser? Because <laughs> I kind of forgot about him. And I feel like he's just a dumb kid and maybe one day he can get his act together. I don't want to judge him for one thing he said, which was the worst thing I've ever heard on Dateline. You don't want to <laughs> judge him for the stairwell? I'm judging for the stairwell. More I don't than know if that else. was his choice. 
I also saw his 48 Hours interview, so I can judge based on that. Did he say that his balls were inside of him on no, date, he, on but, 48 Hours? But he did not use words like he used on Dateline, like law enforcement officials. He did not do that. He used more like kid words on 48 Hours. My loser is Chris. Because of why? Because he made up that lie about the hitmen. Yeah, that's true. The loan sharks that basically put this whole thing was the impetus behind behind most of this stuff. Even though it might have happened anyways, whatever. But it certainly did not help. And it what was just dumb. Why was Chris very pleased with himself? Because he had called the police when? When a did week? Chris... When he found out. That what? That there was a murder and that Dan was arrested. To tell them what? That he had been there that day and he was owed money and he had seen him leave with Sam. But they had already been on to the use of the ATM card and all that. They had already talked to Wesley when Chris came forward. Yeah, they had already like brought in Dan a few days before that, but... He so didn't they find were out about it till the day of the wedding. No, he did not add that much, but he added the lie about him being there that Rachel had lied about that. So that was something they could charge Rachel with, I guess. Okay. Um, and he testified, but true, he had wondered if he could have like done something, seen something coming, and he really basically caused it all. But then he was really proud of himself for testifying, even though I'm sure he was subpoenaed. So I don't know why he's patting himself on the back for that. Is there more to that story? I feel like I want to talk to him. I do not want to talk to him. I'm curious. Because he will sing. He will pull out a ukulele and just start singing. So what? What's your idea of jazz? You're saying words like ukulele, and I think you don't. It'd be more likely that he would pull up pull out an a upright. saxophone no upright bass <laughs> boom, 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 but he boom, can't boom. carry that with him i have my sax in the car mm. i have a trumpet let me get to trumpet. <laughs> trumpet i don't know i don't know what he would say um oh good lord okay so now will you talk about violet please but yes. can i guess what it is yeah was rachel sleeping with sam no but they did have an open sex life Hmm. And specifically because Rachel said Dan sucked. <laughs> of course he did. So what did she say specifically? Just that he sucked. She told the police that or yeah. Violet yes. that? She told the police that, that they had an open <laughs> sex life because Dan was not satisfying. Oh, my gosh. Well, Dan he did was, a lot of drugs. Was bad at sexy time. And he was yeah. drunk all the time. We don't know. he. Okay, these are wild accusations. You do not know he was drunk all the time. Well, he had several DUIs. He had one DUI. Why are you, what are you, you doing? You said several. You no, said I said he had a DUI, he had DUI charges. Charges. Yeah, but like you get charged with a couple of things. It's not just, no, he had a DUI. He had a recent DUI. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's what. Well, they certainly had their <laughs> act together and I'm really glad they were pursuing marriage. Yeah, they were doing really well. Um. So, and in that case, maybe I'll give you another little tidbit. Um, Dan's parents said he would they would disown him, cut him off completely if he actually married Rachel. <gasps> Why? I don't know. Why? I couldn't, I couldn't find it out, but it's pretty good, right? What did Rachel have a history of law troubles? I think Rachel had a history of being a sociopath when you meet her and you yeah. think she's a robot. But wouldn't they have thought their son was also one? I think it was more that it was definitely very, very clear from everything that I researched that Everyone kept saying Rachel wore the pants or whatever that old adage is. But yeah. like really it was 
Rachel was super controlling and Dan did whatever she wanted. So Dan do- was just so happy to be with her. And right. like lo- like we knew it, like loved her from the drop. Well, she was way hotter than he was. But did she did she tell him to do the murder? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. Because I don't. We've seen that several times on Dateline. But I don't think she told him to do the murder because I think she's smarter than that. Hmm. I think he really messed this up because he's dumb. Yeah, that's possible. And extremely cocky. Do you think maybe his parents are like actually good actors and they saw her perform and they were like, Dan, you will bring shame onto our acting family if you marry this girl. She sucks. I get the feeling the parents are have real serious jobs. They live in sort of a, they, he grew up in sort of a big house in Long Beach. But they were never willing to give him money because of all of his troubles. Because of his troubles. And of course, he's trying to pursue a career as an actor. Right. And they don't approve. Right. So, I mean, I do have some questions, and one of my questions is in relationship to the motive, but I'll get to those because I want your answers. But let me go into what I know about Violet. Okay. So, the biggest piece that was missing from the dateline, there was a backpack filled with evidence that was given to Tim Wozniak, Daniel's brother. Dan gave it to him when he went to go and pick up a i think he went this is at the same point in time that he went to go and borrow a saw and an axe Mm. so and i also have that timeline nailed down that we were talking about yesterday but the backpack had in it sam's wallet with his id and all of his credit cards the only thing that dan took was the debit card Mm. sam's passport a box of sam's checks Sam's broken cell phone with the battery removed. So this had been dropped off after he sent those texts to Julie. Right. A green t-shirt covered in blood, a pair of jeans, a pair of boxers, and two used shell casings for a 38 millimeter handgun. So did the brother just keep that stuff? No. So the brother took the backpack and he took the gun out and threw the backpack over the neighbor's fence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> and so then, the brother is dumb, like the, no, the brother's like a pothead, and so then the brother like tried to give it to a friend of his. It was like we got to get rid of this gun or something stupid. And the friend immediately turned the gun into the police. Oh my god! <laughs> so I don't know why Dateline didn't talk about this because it's part of the reason that they were able to get him. They were able to get Dan was because they had all of this evidence, oh, and so. That when I think they Dateline talks about Violet driving Rachel to go and tell the parents. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah. Uh-huh. So when Violet and Rachel, they went to tell Rachel's parents and then they went to tell Dan's parents one right mm. after another. Dan's and she was crying and it's like Dan is arrested for accessory to murder um, because this is before he had confessed. Remember uh-huh. the accessory to murder the weddings off and the dad was not surprised at all the dad had like no reaction violet said it was sort of surprising the dad was like not surprised and so then as they're trying to leave as violet and rachel are leaving tim the brother pulls up and rachel like says hang on a second gets out of the car and has like this kind of heated exchange with tim and gets back in the car and she thinks that violet overheard And so she's scared, basically, that Violet's going to do something. And 
Rachel's like, I'm sure you heard, like, he's got a bag full of evidence, blah, blah, blah. And Violet hadn't heard. And Violet's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you need to go to the police right now. And Rachel's like, um, uh, okay. And so basically, she knew that Violet, because Violet's like, if you don't, I will. And so is in the car when Rachel's having that first phone call with Dan in prison. That first phone call, she's in the car with Violet. When they're like going back and forth with each other and Dan and Rachel are having that really weird exchange. The one that's I'm going to go do something right now and you aren't going to see me for the rest of your life. Right. Is after Rachel had told Dan the gig is like basically the jigs up. They've found the gun. So Rachel knows they're being recorded and totally sets him like sets him up in that phone call. We just don't get to hear it on Dateline. So there she did they have her on tape saying like it's over they found the gun yes exactly what did you do yeah oh but she's saying what did you do yeah there's a gun what did you do she's she's still making it seem like she didn't really understand but that's different than the jig is up the jig is up implies she knew about the jig sorry i meant more like Whatever you're trying to pull, there's a gun and there's a there's a bag with bloody clothes on it that you gave your brother and I know about it and I'm gotcha. going to the police. Like, gotcha. So you better like, yeah, so it's not she's like, you really messed up. And so th- it's weird because the phone call that I heard on 48 hours is very, very different than the phone call that we hear on Dateline. It was cut very differently. Mm. It's really weird. I, I would recommend also people watch the 48 hours on this, too, because it's and I think that's called. The curtain? final curtain. Curtain call. Cur- curtain call? Something like that? It's something to do with the stage. There's a but... podcast, too, that did a deep dive into this case. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, okay. sleuth. Yeah, because I was trying to be really, really nice and not actually listen to it because I started to listen to it. And this woman has obviously put a lot of time and energy into it. She's gotten a lot of interviews. So I didn't want to take information from that because I started to and she had a lot. And I was like, okay. People should probably go and listen to that podcast. Gotcha. It sounds really good. So you guys, if you want any more information, listen to Sleuth. It's really, really good. And it sounds like she she's going after Rachel hard. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So listen to that. It's, it's amazing. And then m- most of my information is from a blog. Oh, okay. That's called um, my, f- um, I think it's called My Friend Dan Wozniak. <laughs> he had Something friends? Like yeah, it's this guy that started writing to him in prison and it's his friend. It's called- Oh, he started writing to him in prison. No, it's called Daniel Wozniak is my friend. And they were <laughs> friends. They were friends before. They were like in a play together or he was ah. his director in a play. And then they started like corresponding during prison and so but it is the most fascinating blog and i guess he's writing a book and also if the writer of that blog listens to this listens to this podcast or any of his friends or relatives tell him to get in touch with us because i want to know and i have questions Mm. i kind of want to know what dan smells like he visited him in prison yeah well not i want to know what he smelled like in his natural habitat ecstasy chalupas No, I like, think he's like... Like Taco Bell? No, I'm sure he wore like... But with like Axe body spray? No, patchouli? He's patchouli? Defi- no, he's definitely not an Axe. He's not a patchouli. He's a straight up cologne. You know he has his scent. Oh, it's like my um, like eau de toilette and it's like a fancy like... No, it's a cologne. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's... like that James Dean wore or something. Yeah. Probably. Or it's probably something... You know what? It might be Gucci Guilty. That would be my guess. 
<laughs> That's gonna be fine on that. It's sort of spicy. Um anyways, uh what's next? Do you have brands unhappy with Dateline? Um uh, actors. Yeah. Just Sadly, theater. The musical nine. Disney princesses. Yeah, Disney, for sure. Sorry. Jazz the- music. Yeah. Pork pie hats. Definitely pork pie hats. Yeah. Girls who dance around in their bathing suits. I don't know. Oh, also, they showed some pictures, some images, some like video of Julie dancing. She was a great dancer. I'm sure she was. And I'm sure Rachel thought she was because she wanted to take dance lessons with Julie. Yeah. But she probably would have killed Julie anyways when she found out Julie was better than her. So do you think that Julie or do you, I'm sorry, do you think that Rachel knew about it? No, I don't necessarily. I think she might have found out right after and then was like, yes, I love that you did this for me and was like, let me help. But I think it's possible. I'm about 50-50. I think either way it could go. Like she might have been controlling the whole thing i don't know Hmm. but i do think that it's possible that either both dan and or rachel have killed someone before to get a role in community theater i see i think rachel maybe killed someone to get that role at disneyland do you think that rachel has ever played cosette in lamis she wants to she once pushed a girl down the stairs, but she was still only the understudy. No, because that's a little girl. Yeah, she pushed another little girl down the stairs. Oh, like the bad seed. Yes. <laughs> but she was still just the understudy. Oh, boy. Okay. That could also, be Cosette grows up. Cosette does grow up, but I meant the young Cosette. The okay. castle on a cloud Cosette. Gotcha. That's what I was thinking. Gotcha. Or no, she probably wanted to play Eponine for On My Own. That's probably like her... Go to karaoke. I'm adding that to her list. On my own. You know it is Eponine. Okay. All right. Um, um Joan Rivers Fashion Police, we pretty much hit everything except no, f- for no, one thing. For two things. Two things. We just mentioned pork pie hat for the first time, so maybe we should do pork pie first. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, it was rough for me. When it scrolled up to the hat, I said, Nope, we're not. Because you know how I feel about hats. Well, he's a jazz singer. You know how I feel about jazz singers. And <laughs> I have nothing against jazz singers, like good jazz singers. You don't even know what jazz is, which you've admitted 15 times, which I don't even know I how know to be able to cut I know okay. what jazz is. I know what jazz is. But do you want to talk about his blazer or, or no? No, I didn't. But sure, go for it. Okay. You don't. You seriously don't want to talk about the camouflage print velvet blazer oh yeah well because i had wanted to do that earlier and then you wouldn't let me so i I would not had not moved it down um yeah when he's performing chris it's velvet and it's camo print at the same time yes and it's a blazer Mm -hmm. and i was like very confused which part the whole thing the whole okay i didn't know they made that kind of fabric with that pattern on it Sure do. And I didn't know a jazz person would wear it while they're sure performing. <laughs> the whole thing confused me. All right. I'm sorry about that. Alternative theories. I believe you said you had a lot. Well, I have questions more. I have questions. I have questions on this case. I have my alternative theory is that Rachel would have been completely in on it from I would say the point after he killed Sam on. Right. I think there was a big discussion in that 20 minutes between when he got back 
without Sam, and then they called Chris. And I to think come she, back. Yeah, yes. and I think she's crazy and psychotic enough that 20 minutes was enough for her to process the information and to come up with the plan that they must kill Chris now. Not that she's that smart, but that she's that dead inside. But that they must kill... But why would they kill? You think it was still just they had to kill Chris just because he knew that Sam and Dan were together. Maybe. Maybe there was more money issues about it, too. I mean, they had only paid him 400 and they owed him 2200 So maybe if they killed him, I don't know. It would get these loan sharks off their back. I have no idea. Maybe they thought they could steal his debit card and get more money. So this is a really weird thing. So first of all, you need to know that Rachel's parents were paying for the entire wedding. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. this money was specifically for the honeymoon. Yeah, someone online had said they were planning an expensive honeymoon. It, it was something that I knew from before because... Whatever podcast I listened to, it wasn't Sleuth, but whatever true crime one that I listened to, I remember it was for the honeymoon. But I thought it was for their rent, too. Like, they were getting evicted. Right. They were. So who knows? I think Were they they just planning to flee and when they go on their honeymoon, just never come back? I have no idea. Or go on a suicide pact? Just kill everyone in their wake and then go on their honeymoon? This seemed like the weird... This is why... This is why this whole plan seems really weird to me. So my big question is, why did they kill Julie? Or if Julie was the second, like, why did they want to kill Chris and then Julie? Like, who, if they wanted to kill someone as like a decoy is the question here. Dr- killing Julie, basically, if Dan's plan was to little by little remove $400 at a time from Sam, Sam's bank account right? until he had, I don't know, for 10 days, right? So right. He, he had, what, what would that be? That'd be $4,000, right? Right. So killing Julie, all that did is draw attention to, to first of all, that a 26-year-old had gone missing. Right. Because... His- he could have gone for several days without anyone really noticing that Sam was missing, right? Before the police would have started to investigate that. No right. matter how much noise the dad was making. That's true. If they, they hadn't found the body there, right? Right. But because they, of his past, and I think that they were kind of jerks, and they were like, he's already a criminal. Let's just, whatever he did before, it's fine. We can pin it on him. And... But don't you, do you see what I'm saying? That it draws, it speeds up the entire process exponentially by killing Julie. At all. Because now they're going to be watching the card. Right. And then also, if you needed money, why didn't you cash checks? You had his checkbook, you had his credit cards. Why didn't you withdraw $1,000 from his credit line? Well, I don't know. I mean, you might need an ID for that. You call them on the phone. And if he had all his information, he could have done it. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying that this is the stupidest thing. Like, Julie didn't have to die. Neither of them had to die. Of course not. But this is the most asinine way to do this that I've ever heard. Yeah, you could have just, like, like, killed Sam and then left his apartment empty. A few days later, people would look for him. They might put a trace on his thing, but by then you had gotten some money and then you wear a disguise and you... But you travel around to all the different ATMs, I guess. Right. But you have a wedding in a week. So hmm. it's, I don't know. it was dumb. The whole thing was dumb. 
yeah, I felt like it was really, really stupid. Um, also, how did Dan get the ATM pin? Yeah, I thought that was weird, too, unless it was just a birthday or maybe Sam was really in love with Julie and it was Julie's birthday or he had asked him before he shot him. Maybe, maybe. he didn't shoot him in the back of the head. Maybe he, like, forced him to tell him first. I don't know. I don't know either. That question is never answered. I'm, And I looked for a while. Maybe Rachel was sleeping with him and had seen it or searched. No, everyone said that she was not sleeping with Sam. Who was she sleeping with? I'm sorry, I don't know. Violet's husband? Maybe. Because Violet... Because she did live there for two months, by the way. So she lived there while he was getting all of his charges and all that stuff. Rachel was lived with Violet and John. Oh, in their apartment? Correct. Yeah, Violet has a bad instinct about people that she would do that. Well, but then she did the right thing. She did. But yeah, that's just, no, don't, no. Okay. Um, I'm all for being hospitable, but that's too much. But that's too much for you. Yeah. Did you have an alternative theory to this whole thing? Uh, No. So if Rachel, so my question is too, if Rachel knew right after Dan did it, if he, if she knew, um, well, she had to have known because number one, they were both home at the time that he was texting her and she would have noticed him with a flip phone because he was doing it from Sam's phone. Sam had this really old phone that like lit up and did all this stuff when it opened. You can't turn that off. And it also had the kind of buttons where you have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, like that kind of texting. He could have just gone into the bathroom. He definitely could have. But then also... Uh, he took Sam's laptop. There was, so there was a laptop in their apartment. And also his bloody shoes uh, were right next to the bed. So you think she just missed all of it? Well, no. I know, right? <laughs> no, I I 100% think she knew. Yeah. I just don't know at what point. Yeah. And I do think some of her, I do really, I did like what she did with the asking the detailed questions that didn't really matter because I really do think that sounded real. Like, that is what people that were in shock would ask. But I did not think her performance on the phone call, the first phone call, was good at all. Okay. Really, none of her, I think her her performances were that good. They were all really bad. Like, if I was a reviewer, I would say, one star, do not go see this play. Abysmal. Yeah, abysmal. Trite. Trite. Robotic. Opaque and pedestrian. Non-feeling. Yeah. Definitely. Unless there was like a deeper thing of like the character was supposed to be a robot the whole time and that was the twist at the end, then I'd be like, oh, she nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, do you like that Dan was on lockup? What do you mean? Lockup. Orange County lockup. The show. He was? Yes, he was. And what Did he do anything exciting? Uh, sure did. Um, in his interview, he goes, he's like super jovial and trying to be charming. He goes, uh, I like long walks on the beach. I'm in Aries. What do oh you want God. me to say? Yeah, no, I swear to you, you would want to punch him in the face. Does he, is Rachel still like, do they still think they're together? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. She stopped talking to him two months after he was incarcerated. She cut off all communication. Yeah. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Dan took the gun from his dad. Did I tell you that? No. That was one of our questions in the was where first was the gun? episode. Yeah. yeah. Was where mm-hmm. was the gun? Yeah. Interesting. Do you want to know his Google searches? Yeah. Do we know they're his? Could they be Rachel's? Oh, good question. But they did both have computers. But so, if they sh- were on one Google account. Good, good point. Good point. It says, 
Making sure a body is not found. Head gunshot. How to hide a body. <laughs> Quick ways to kill people. Sandals resort. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes. It was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, it wasn't. It was the Sandals Resort. Yes, it was. Was that where they were going on their honeymoon? I wanted it to be Secrets so bad. Oh it was Sandals. Gosh. They're Sandals folks. Well, Secrets wasn't there then. Secrets yeah. did not exist. They would be Secrets folks. They would be Secrets. Because oh. especially with the open relationship. Could you believe it? Yeah. That's sandals. hilarious. That's where he was trying to take her. I thought you were going to say like, Acting 101, Meisner no, that technique. Would, that would have been great. How to sing baritone. That would have been <laughs> so good. <laughs> yep. There we go. It's good stuff. All right. Yeah. What do we have? What do we have left? Um, better titles. Oh yeah. But we're not. They're not really better. But no, they're they're all alternative titles. Alternate possibles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should, uh, mine are so good. Like I'm very proud. Oh, mine aren't that good. Okay, then you go first. Sure. I've got Hell's No, just because we, we're going to put that in. Right. Yeah. Um, I've got, I just have all the other theater ones. We could have gone with Final Bow. We mm-hmm. could have gone with Waiting in the Wings. We could have gone with A Killer Performance. Mm. We could have gone with Murderous, the musical. And we could have gone with Sweeney Dan, the demon actor of Camden Martinique. Nice. And that's I, what I've got. That's pretty good. What do you have? Um... Camden Murdereek. Perfect. This is a kind of a deep a deep dive. Mm-hmm. A deep take. Uh, mm-hmm. an, an old take. I don't deep, know what deep track? Deep track. Deep track. There we go. Rachel getting married. Oh, I like it. Do you remember that movie? I do. And I'm proud of you for the reference. Good Thank job. you. Nice um two funerals and a wedding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. But it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um and my last one would be are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Balls deep inside of me. I hate that kid. <laughs> it's it's like the shirt. I'm still writing it down. It's like your favorite shirt. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. That kid was the epitome of everything that I hate. Whoever on Twitter said that I was going to have a field day is, is, yeah. I love it. Okay, Twitter. Freaking Wesley. I know. Balls Wesley. deep inside of me. Oh, my God. Um, okay, ready? Yes, I'm oh. so ready. It's my favorite. Let's go. Okay, Rex the Terrier, the TV Terrier. If you're planning your wedding stresses you out enough to murder people to steal their money, you should stay single. Um, Tracy Bradshaw, no shade, but some theater types concern me. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get to go into the- They th- all wait, should. Can we, with, yes, absolutely they should, but can you please tell me who he reminded you of, who he is? Who is he? Oh, I was going to say who he was. Shoot. And I said I would remember. Yeah. And I said, should we write it down? And you said, no, I'll remember. I said, no, I'll remember. I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, I got it. I remember who I thought he was. Yes. Okay. So you remember on King of the Hill when Bobby meets that guy who's like a grand three-level wizard, but he works at a bookstore? Yes. And he's like, the powers, the wonders of me, children run from us. Also bring chips. I live in my mom's basement. That guy? Yes. Yes. That's who he is to me. How old are you? 30? 40? Uh, Not even close. 
I am 5,000. That is who he is. Yeah. But let me also explain to people who may not know or be from the theater world. The thing that happens, first of all, when you're in a play, it's like being a camp. Mm -hmm. So you always have a crush on someone, Mm -hmm. whether or not you have a significant other. There's like crushes and sneaky things and old relationships, new relationships. There's always drama, like of the highest order in relationships. Also, if you are a straight male that does musical theater. You're getting laid. You are getting the majority of the women probably interested in you because the I would say I might be wrong, but the majority of men who do musical theater are gay. Yes. So if you're a straight man getting the leads and doing all of, especially if you're a lead, yeah, especially if you're a lead, you can pull it in. Yeah. Tail. You are. Mm-hmm. T- yeah. It is chicks for days. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Rayford 512, community theater must really suck if these two are great actors because they stink. Let's also now go into a real quick explanation of theater in Los Angeles. This Guys. is not Los Angeles, though. This is Orange County. But still, you can drive up and go to auditions in Los Angeles. Yeah. Everyone that does theater in Los Angeles is trying to get an agent to do commercials or movies. They want to make money. This is not theater for theater's sake. All of these people want to be famous. If you live in LA and you're in the entertainment industry, you want to be famous on some level. Yeah. Although it is Orange County. And I was in some shows in Orange County and they were... Let's please talk about that. No, I don't really want to. Please elaborate on the shows you were in in Orange County for our audience. No, thank you. Kimberly. No, I don't want to. Can you talk about your experiences? You don't have to name the shows. No, but there was like a guy I had a crush on. There was the guy who played my dad who was so creepy towards me. Um, And we all had like a joint dressing room, like a big just dressing room. And he was nasty. We all, yes, we did not sit around doing like massage trains, but yeah. Okay. Um, Paula Robbie, the most heinous crime is their acting. Yep. Becca Bird, who I think is hilarious. Chris is a better actor than Dan. (laughs) <laughs> See, Dan did that fake crying with the, you gotta watch, his full-on chin is trembling. Trembling. Okay, this- Chris or Dan? Chris. Did the, Chris, Chris. Did the, yeah, you said Dan. Okay, Chris. S- sorry, the Chris, the jazz chin. singer. Yes. Um. Now, Dateline producer, this was my OMG moment. I'm ready. Chris Williams is an award-winning jazz vocalist. Him? The Zero Effect wrote, nothing he did sounded like jazz. Yikes, they give awards to anyone. (laughs) I'm Googling Chris Williams jazz as we speak because you would not let me before. (laughs) He totally has hair. 10-time OC Music Award nominee. 10 nominee times nominee or winner nominee here but i'm sure he won okay so it says jazz isn't just for for 10 time oc music award nominee chris williams jazz just isn't a genre of music it's his whole life chris is a jazz fixture from the big stage concerts and upscale weddings (laughs) 
to jazz clubs. Stop. Stop it. He is a surprise. You're cackling. He, he is. Stop it. He is a surprisingly mature and versatile jazz singer, one whose performances are consistently memorable. Why did they have to put in weddings? They shouldn't have put in weddings. They shouldn't have put weddings. I'm sorry. Some really good people perform at weddings, but also Scrantonicity performs at weddings. So, Oh, my gosh. I love Scrantonicity. Don't stand so close to me. Uh, oh, my God. As she walks in fields of gold. That's Kevin's finest moment. Yeah. Okay, hold on. A masterful arranger and interpreter of music, Williams maintains the integrity of the classics while making them relevant to today's musical culture. Aye. He delivers more than a set of songs in tune and in time. You'll experience an incredible performance you and your guests will never forget. They've said that. To, they said memorable and will never forget. I literally cannot remember what we saw him do. I don't understand. So he won Best Performer in 2014. Wow. So maybe he did know the person that walked into the coffee shop. Oh, wait, he won a nothing, something else. He won winner of the 2007 Orange County Music Award for his Latin jazz. Oh, my God. See, that I can see He's more. He's won a bunch see, of awards. See, that's what I kept picturing. Like, I thought he was going to do the mamba. So when it was like just jazz and it didn't sound like jazz, I was like, give us some Latin flair. I thought there was something else missing. That makes more sense to me. I can actually see him doing that with his pork pie hat. Did you know that there's a festival called Nothing But the Sax? I'm not surprised. I want to talk about this. When is this? I missed it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, can we? Can I also add one of my titles to be all that jazz? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I liked it. Actually, I had that as her karaoke song because <laughs> all that jazz is like 30 minutes long if you do it karaoke. <laughs> so it's always like someone that really loves to sing. Okay, but she That's would right. be Roxy. Roxy, right? Yeah, she would definitely be Roxy, but. She would definitely sing all that jazz yeah. at karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. Because she would never be cast as that. All right. Go ahead. Too, too negative. I just use multiple swears to describe Rachel. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then I don't like her, babe. My husband, as soon as Rachel's face was on TV. He has good taste. Wow. <laughs> this is my favorite. Why do I save it? That was my favorite. Paula, Robbie, can we just all agree to stop referring to Rachel as an actress oh. uh dateline producer while awaiting trial rachel went back to college and earned a degree in psychology oh i can't <laughs> why does everyone do that I do why is it always psychology i don't i one time want to hear somebody she went back to school and got a degree in nuclear science I want her to do something, not psychology, where she thinks, I'm going to understand people so I can understand myself. Right. No. You will never. She's a sociopath. You won't understand it. Um, Alex Major, I get a feeling that Sam's dad is in the mob or something. And Becca Bird wrote, hottie. <laughs> people really liked 
That is hilarious. Just hottie. Just hottie. Just hottie. one word. Hottie. Um, okay, so there's a poster that's of Rachel's face, mm-hmm. and she's smiling, and mm-hmm. her head is leaning over the shoulder of someone. It's like a family photo, and they've really badly cropped the other person out. And it says, free our Rachel, two exclamation points. We need your support, one exclamation point. There's so much on this poster, so much text. 100% innocent, one exclamation point. And then at the bottom in red, like a stamp, it says, wrongfully accused, one exclamation point. Wait, like a stamp, like a... In the font that looks like a stamp. Like... That's... That's unfortunate. Okay. And then. <laughs> Don't use that stamp. And then. Yeah, it does. It looks like a police report. That's also the same stamp. It looks that like you a police for, report. But that's the same stamp they use for guilty. Yes, you like 100%. stamp it over someone's face. Yes. Don't use that. 100. You're so right. And then in the corner of the picture, like at a 30 degree angle in the opposite direction, in pink font, it says, Girl of God! Exclamation point. Oh, wait a minute. Because remember Rachel? you said she got really wait. religious and she yeah, kept talking but, about God. So her on. family is trying to paint her as a girl of God. Wait, what's Rachel from the Bible? Oh. What's Rachel's deal? Wasn't she the one who couldn't have children and then the Oh, I I hate looking in? things up on the internet. Wikipedia says... Rachel is first mentioned in Hebrews Bible in Genesis 29 when Jacob happens upon her as she is about to water her father's flock. I can't stand <laughs> it. Stop it. Okay, so here's some interesting info that Dayline Producer says. Detectives learned that Julie posted a message on Rachel's Facebook page. And Rachel responded to that message about an hour before Julie was killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I had that down. The message would be, well, Rachel first said, um, oh, so Julie said, hello, darling. I miss hanging out with you. I saw your fiance fiance last night when I was hanging out with Sam, Ruben, and Lester. Holt? Is he hanging out at the Camden Martinique? I hear you are getting married next week. Congrats. How are you? So that led me to believe that Julie and Sam were not invited to the wedding. Sam is invited, and I'll tell you why after. Okay, but maybe was Julie fishing for an invite? No, I think that it means that Julie wasn't that good of friends with them. Right, or had just yeah. started hanging out. Yeah. Um, but how would she, the wedding never came up when they were dancing by the pool? Like that she would- No, but they, uh, you're, you're taking that and making it like it happened all the time. I rewatched it, and it's like happened one time. I know. But they did hang out together. Is it is it just that you can't stand that so much that you're making that that that's happened? No, consistently. I was tr- because I think Julie was a really great girl. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I've yeah. never said otherwise. I think Rachel's a piece of trash. Um, you think Rachel was the instigator of the dancing by the pool in the bathing suits? I do one hundred percent. I think she okay. was like wanting to show off her dancing moves and started doing. Oh, I used to do ballet. 
and then starts dancing. Probably. Um, and then Rachel wrote back to Julie on Facebook. This is an hour before Julie is murdered. Mm-hmm. So like, just picture this. If she, it does she know that Julie's about to be murdered, or mm-hmm. does she not know? She wrote, "Ha ha, so busy you can't imagine. We'll hang out when everything settles and the summer sun hits the pool." That's a bit much, right? Yeah. If she did know, I mean, either way, it's just so creepy. If she knew she was going to be killed, she wrote back something really generic and like, but I wouldn't have said when everything settles because I feel like prosecutors could be like, what did she mean by that? Like, I think she, she wrote, I think she, I think she wrote her back to, to be an alibi. an alibi. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. By the, by the way, I did find out if you wanted to know how Julie got like the Julie getting into Sam's apartment scenario. Okay. Because you were curious, like we were talking about it yesterday, like how did, like, why did she go into the apartment basically with Dan? I felt like it wasn't wasn't that weird. The prosecutors made it seem weird. The prosecutors made it seem weird, but Dan met her at the apartment. Like Dan, like she, he like happened to walk by, happened to, and said, hey, did Sam call you? He's having some trouble. And she goes, yeah, he did. He goes, yeah, okay. And then they knocked and no answer. And he goes, hey, I have a key. Let's uh, go in. That's sneaky. And so that's how he did it. And yeah, then said, sneaky. hey, is that something on the bed? And like pointed to something and then waited for her to bend over. It's Ugh. kind of awful. Also, some really sad stuff about Julie really quick that I wanted to tell you. Um, so like earlier in that night, she had had dinner with her brother like right before she came over to Sam's and told her brother she was going to Sam because Sam was texting her when they were leaving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um. And her brother had said, do you want to be a bridesmaid at my wedding next summer? And gave her a tiara. Oh, my gosh. And so she had, like, put the tiara on. She was wearing the tiara when she died. Oh, that's terrible. It's so, so sad. And it's so ironic. Like, a wedding. Do you know? Yes. Uh, it's just, yeah. Yes. And then also. Also, because Rachel was a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. And um, Julie's ringtone was Tay-Tay. <gasps> my Tay? Your Tay-Tay. Yeah. What song was it? I don't know. They didn't say. But they said it was, they said it was Tay. Um, And then something that was a little bit weird is that they did find an invitation to, there was also, there was a lot of talk about this invitation to the wedding in Sam's apartment that was found. There was a wedding invitation for Julie and Dan. There was also a very strange picture that either had been placed there or Sam drew it of like an Asian woman half naked in flames mm. that says, you're done. Mm. Wait, where was this? In Sam's apartment. They talk a lot about it in trial. Who do they think drew it? They don't. They mention it, but in the cross-examination, in the trial, they never go into it. And it wasn't like covered in prosecution. It's just hinted at that it was possible that Dan wrote it, that Dan drew it. Here's another thing. So- mm-hmm. We know that Rachel was in an open relationship with Dan because Dan was not good in bed. But what if Dan had developed a crush on Julie and that's part of why she had to die because Rachel was okay with being with other people, but she wasn't okay with Dan thinking about other people. Oh, definitely. So he, she was like, let's get rid of Rachel. And then that was like the F you, she's yours on the sweatshirt. Mm. Or, so think- or he had drawn that picture of her like she was a temptress. And she wasn't. I'm not saying she was at all. I think she was just at a all. nice girl. But he maybe had a little thing for her. And then Rachel flipped out because Rachel was allowed to sleep around, but he was not. 
Well, so that goes with this. So the reason I bring up the invitation is because I guess the S on the Sam of the invitation is drawn sort of like a lightning bolt. You know how some people do the S's all down? Mm -hmm. It's like... Um, The S that was written on Julie's sweater Mm -hmm. is written the same way. So same S. It's that same lightning bolt. Right. She's all yours. Yeah. So do we think... So who wrote the invitations? Right. That's the question. I mean, Rachel was bossy, but she was also controlling. So I feel like she'd want to do them, but she is bossy. So maybe she'd make him do them or split it. I know. It's hard to say. But it's a really good tell because I really want to see Rachel draw an S now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Very. Uh Um, Okay. Okay. So now we're talking about Wesley uh, Flint Rock, whatever his name is. Um, Frylock. Sure. Meredith Walters, when he's sitting in the stairwell. This looks like a 90s PSA telling me not to do drugs. But he would, It does. But he no, would, 100%. <laughs> that's what it looks like. But he would be Ryder Strong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's Maggie uh, Simic. Hey, drugs aren't cool. I know. Sorry. Maggie <laughs> Simic Lehi. Le- 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop. Wait. Hey, drugs aren't cool. You know what's cool? Flash to B-roll of skateboarding. <laughs> Hanging out with my friends, being sober. Praise him. Yeah. Do you know who that's from? So what's that? That's from Bobby King of the Hill when he joins that oh, yes. church skateboarding group. Oh, um, that yeah, the youth group. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good episode. Yeah. Okay. So Maggie Simic LaHaye. I'm butchering that. Why is this kid being interviewed on the set of Rent? And why is he talking about his balls on Dateline? Five thousand. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I thought you might like that. Uh, Cindy Boxer. Oh, Katie is not gonna like this punk kid talking about his balls and cursing in his Dateline interview. And Absolutely then she not. does an impression of you, which is, "You are on Dateline. You do not talk about your balls, and you don't swear in the presence of the great Josh Mankiewicz." No, you do not do either. Yeah, and I want to ask Josh specifically about that interview. I want to ask about him about it, top to toe. Yeah. Whose idea was the staircase? Who gave him the polar fleece vest? Yes. When he cussed, Who, were you like, can you rephrase that? Or you were like, that's gold. We're keeping that in. We're just going to bleep him out. I think he said the worst thing first. And Josh said, you know, we kind of got to keep it G. It's Dateline. It's NBC. We're a family network. And then and he, he was, was like, like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't keep it G for you. We need answers on on Wesley. Um, and also, is he? does he have parents? Right. Uh, yeah. Was he raised by No, but by you wolves? know what? He does have parents because that's how he knew Dan. I forgot. I found that out. Dan's mom was his teacher, was like one of his acting teachers. That's mm. how they met. Okay. This is ridiculous. This whole thing. So she's a hippie and she's like, I was kind of picturing his mom like Meredith on The Office. So, uh, like, so was I. Her because teenage son that like, turns to stripping. Because he acts out. Um, Leslie, where are you today? And the, I hope with the family, well the house is so disheveled that when they go to that Meredith's house, he goes, this reminds me of Katrina. <laughs> no, the best is she's, come in, I've got hot dogs and napkins. <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite tweet, but <laughs> I don't know if people are going to get it unless they're like, an, like, if <laughs> they know about acting, but um, Moms and Murder pod cast our favorite ladies um yes this feels like a yes and warm-up that went oh too my far oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so good. Oh, oh. And for those of you that don't know what that means, you're not missing anything. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So funny. Oh, repetition. Oh, my God. Yes, and. that's funny. um, That's funny. Okay, so (laughs) that was all for Twitter. Um, do, do now, since it's a double, that means I can go into our mailbox. You, you get seven minutes. Okay. So we, it's probably going to be lots about Whamageddon. Okay. Which is big right now. Lots of people getting knocked out on day one. It's been a lot of drama. Yeah. Also about our happy, it was supposed to be called Festival of Fights Over Life Insurance, but Katie came up with Hanukkah. Katie and Kimberly, and also told me that I might be spelling Hanukkah wrong. I'm not, but uh, my way is definitely going out of trend. My mine is. Did you see that that I sent that to you? I did, but I'm just gonna say that we've now spelled it multiple ways, and we're just gonna continue but to you spell can. it multiple There's ways. There's no yeah. right way to spell it, but my way is apparently old school, like and well, now, not in favor anymore. Is the ch a Hebrew way to spell it? Is my question to you? No, I think that they were saying that it made people more comfortable with the ch because it reminded them of like. <sighs> Which is how some people pronounce it. I do do that. No, don't. I do do it. No, no, no. Liz Rose, who we love, who you all should be listening to Truth and Justice, um, the latest season. Her mom is Sandy Melgar. My mom sent her a card. And it basically said she will adopt her. She wants to adopt her. She (laughs) likes her more than me. So now Liz is very happy because she had it in writing. So it's... My mom has gone now. It's official. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm fine with it. I really think Liz deserves it more than I do. So, I'm. Yeah, it's okay. She really does. I. I mean, I. I'm your friend, but she's had it rough for a minute. This is a tough. Yes. Couple of years for her. Yes, and um, it's they a did. Tough they there was a 2020 on the case too, and she was on it. She looked amazing, um, and she did amazing, but the prosecutor and the crime scene investigator were really not nice and bullying her and Bob Ruff online and it was drama everyone should be listening to that by the way it's so amazing it's so infuriating newest season of truth and justice beyond infuriating but it's so worth it um okay about whamageddon that's stephanie one said whamageddon avoidance is real i'm out of coke zero but fear going out to purchase in an uncontrolled environment hashtag coke zero dt is gonna start in soon Uh. um tanya lynn baker said already dead in the water tip don't do spotify christmas mix it's song number two yeah i'll bet yeah well don't do that then um kelly tran what's number one was it Mariah Carey? Probably. Answer, well, so th- I'm going to get to that. You're going to be okay. fascinated by this. Okay. So okay. Kelly Tran, they played it at our company holiday party last night, wiped out 300 of us on day one. Wow. That's a massacre. Why are you having your holiday party on the first so early? December? Yeah. December 1st. That is quite You're right. Maybe they get off early. Do you get like two weeks for Christmas? I'm always jealous of those companies. But that's way but more get. than that. If, this, if Christmas is on the 25th, that's like three weeks off. And then usually if, you'd have the week between the first and Christmas off. That's Do you get the whole month off? What's happening? No, no, no. But see, if they had it this last week, 
then if they're getting off the week before Christmas, they would only have next week. So maybe the place that they booked was only available this week. Gotcha. So it's really not that. Okay, sorry. That was way too in detail. I see what you're saying. Um, Zach E. brought to our attention, you might like this more than Whamageddon. Mm -hmm. It's called Mariah Armageddon. Okay. And if you get carried away... Um, you're supposed to fill out this form. So that game is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, which yeah. I think is just impossible to avoid. Yeah, no. And I, I'm not going to avoid that one because it's in, isn't it in Love Actually? It is in um, Love Actually. Yeah. But it's a cover. I don't know if Mariah actually sings in it. That little girl sings. She doesn't. So yeah, but covers I love are that, okay. that version. Covers are okay. fine. One thing I want to say is headphones. People go, if you're going out shopping, you can put on your headphones and blast our podcast or just music, and it might save you. Um, AJ reads, fiance and I are whammed. Time of wham, 7.03 p.m. Oh, God. I know. Um, Miranda Shellstrop went into Michael's, I think I told you this, and she did not get whammed. And Sean G wrote, how did you go to Michael's and not hear this song? That's like jumping in the ocean and coming out dry. Are you the one? <laughs> and Miranda wrote, I can neither confirm nor deny that I am the one. <gasps> oh, hey, Sean G, by the way. So you might by be the getting time this, an action. By the time this podcast is up, you should have received Le Package. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. It is exciting. Kimberly, I'm going to come forward with this because I feel like Sean G, is he really going to do an unveiling video? He might. An unboxing? He might. If he does an unboxing, he might open the card and the card is signed from me. Well, screw you. It says Katie <laughs> and then in very small parentheses, and Kimberly. <laughs> I made it from me and I've come in clean because tis the season and it's Hanukkah. I love it. And um, yeah. The baby Jesus wants me to tell you that. Okay. Uh, the baby Jesus wants you to take credit for things and not share credit. That's what the baby Jesus wants. Kimberly does everything else. And I was 10 months late getting him this package. And I was two years late getting Cammy her package. So I don't claim credit. I credit. I claim blame. That's it. That's all. Um, Cats and wine, but it's W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> I like that. Um, Wham again, and I'm out. Went to a little Christmas parade in town. My sister tried to warn me, but I had a choice to make, and I chose not to drop her child. <laughs> Hashtag sacrifice. Now, I just honestly, in my heart of hearts, cannot guarantee that I would have made the same choice. You okay, Kimberly? It's I'm instinctual, you, and I Kimberly, don't know. I'm going to take you back to a time last year. Yeah, when you were literally holding. <gasps> Our friend's baby. Oh, you're totally right. But was and I holding why... it above the ground or were we like sitting on the ground? Y you were holding it like sitting, but you did not move. I didn't when you toss heard the, the song baby across the room. Because you were holding the baby. You did not run. You did not do anything because of said baby. No, because baby I was saver. waiting for you to come in and rescue me as per our agreement. I was not in the vicinity. You blew and I, it. I had stepped out to do something, probably refill my wine. Yeah. And and you were supposed to take a bullet for me. Didn't. That's um, all I wanted to. I know. Was to take the bullet. Tara Kuchta 
Haha, ha, I had to share. I was just listening and didn't know why the speed up function exists on podcasts. And I was like, Jesus, God, Katie, slow it down. And I couldn't figure out why Kimberly wasn't like, OMG, Katie, what's wrong with you? So then I discovered it was my fault and Katie is perfect again. And I'm sorry, I assumed Katie, Kimberly would make her knock that off. So basically, <laughs> Wait, you that? sounded like a crazy speed person because oh, wow. she had the speed thing wrong and she was like is katie on crack what's happening why isn't kimberly yelling at her to slow down what's going on oh, that's amazing <laughs> i think we are funnier on like 1.2 timing not not anymore keep in mind now everyone should know i have a program that takes out all, all of our silences but I'm not entirely sure if all the jokes make sense because I'm removing silences. So if you guys are noticing that that's a little <laughs> annoying, can somebody please let me know? Because yeah. I'm just doing it in a sweep and just it's with <laughs> reckless abandon. So I need I'm going to need someone to tell me or I'm just going to keep doing it. And it so, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, Brittany Bick, my tiny dancer is a seven-year-old boy competitive dancer. I'm watching Dancing Queens now. Please, please, please ask me more questions about competitive dancing with boys. Now. I would like to have a separate episode. What's her name? Brittany Bick. Brittany. Brittany. I would like to have a separate episode where it's just you and me on air talking about your experiences and I ask you 45 questions. That sounds good. You want to know about the moms? Like their competitive nature. Yes. I want to know about the moms. I want to know about the drama. I want to know about the other students in the class. I want to know what happens at a competition and how many competitions she goes to a year. Is the kid on a competition team? Mm. It's like a full-time job, right? Having a kid that's a competitor. Oh, yeah. It's like having a kid who's in the Junior Olympics. Yeah. Mm. You're just training all the time. I want to know. I need answers. Yeah, and then my last thing, which is insane. I It was so insane. All right. Rabia, who are, we love, we're obsessed with, tweeted this article from House Ovria, which says um, it was he was like interesting, listing interesting facts about animals. Okay. The fingerprints of a koala bear are so indistinguishable from humans that they have been, on occasion, been confused at a crime scene. How would someone get a koala into a crime scene? Maybe in um, Australia. They're all over. They just walk up. They're not all over. It's possible. They're not all over. Yeah, they have like wallabies out. hopping down the street in but certain it's not, places. It's not like a koalas are not like possums where you go outside and there's one just standing there staring you down like it wants to eat. We have some listeners in Australia. Babies. I would like them to weigh in. I think wallabies, koala bears, they are sometimes just come in to areas. <laughs> this is just the cutest country ever. Just adorable animals. No, because they also have the bird, the, um, um, this. Are you talking about a bird eating spider? Yeah. No, there's huge spiders that they have in Australia mm-hmm. that can actually eat birds and That's snakes. That's why I just said the bird eating spider. And snakes. They can catch snakes in their spider webs and then consume yes. them. Like, yes. 
it's in it's it's I I, I want to die. The Huntsman, <laughs> the Huntsman Spider. Again, um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell remind you again that we have possums here. Possums don't scare me. Fire possums are scary. Do you remember in Beetlejuice when she stretches out her face and she's got all the rows of teeth and she has the really long snout, Gene Davis does? Okay. Remember when they do that and they stretch out their mouths and they're really spooky? Okay. I'm going to do a side-by-side of a possum and then their face. That doesn't seem that scary to me. But here's my question. We'll see. I'm going to just leave a possum at your door. You're not jumping on the right part of the the thing. As Dateline connoisseurs who follow a lot of wrongfully convicted cases or interesting cases, is it possible? We've had cases where I thought there's no way this person did this except the DNA was there or the fingerprint was there. Name a case. And I was like, what? Name a case. We've had, well, Katie the Poisoner, I don't think her DNA was there, but her DNA was on that box. I think the poison came in. Um... And I Brendan still Dassey. don't know if she did it. Brandon Dassey and Stephen Avery, there's that blood in the car. But like they've people have gotten confused, crime scene techs, with koala bears. Is it possible we have some okay. wrongfully convicted people? Not probably likely because most of our cases were in the US, but you list what's that one British pod um, not British, Australian podcast? Yes, case file. Case, case file. file. And is it possible there are like we could have an owl defense, but it's a koala defense. I was just going to say, could it have been a koala instead of an owl in Scott Peterson case? I mean, there was some rich people in that area. Was that his name? Yes. No, Michael Peterson. Scott Peterson Peterson is Lacey. No, I know that, but I thought their names were the same. Okay. So there were some rich people in that town. And you know what mm-hmm. rich people like to do? They like to import illegal wild animals and own them as pets, don't they? Which town? The rich town where Kathleen and Michael lived in. They had that huge house, huge property, and that neighbor was like a lawyer. But this didn't hinge. Remember, that hinged on blood splatter, not koala prince not right prince. but i'm just saying so you're you're okay next time you listen to case file go did the koala do it and it's a possibility okay i'll keep it in mind the, but i did not know that and i like that bit of information thank you rabia rabia is bringing the knowledge yeah she is okay so i think that's all um i almost started another thing with Payne Lindsay, but then i didn't well i kind of did but i'm not gonna talk about it now yeah, I'm not. What do you mean? Well, no, I'm not going to say it. You're going to say it when we say bye to everybody. I'm going to demand. <laughs> okay, well. Don't you hang up. No, somebody tweeted that like um, Rabia and Crime Writers On and um, Serial and Payne Lindsay were like doing the great detective work on their show. And Rabia retweeted it and said like, we do what we can or something. And I wrote, well, some of you do. And oh, um, and then someone said, oh, Kimberly's bringing the shade or something. And I said, I know I made it all negative. I suck. And then Toby from Crime Writers On wrote, that is exactly word for word what I was going to tweet. <laughs> Not the you suck part, but the first part. That's good. Yeah. So it's all good. So at least somebody's got, somebody's got our back. But um. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. But um, also, you, you do need to listen to Up and Vanished if you are making those claims. 
I don't. I you know that, right? <laughs> well, he liked that one tweet of ours, and I wrote to Rabia and said, "I think he's doing this all to play with my mind." Like I, it was a tweet in which I, I someone was complimenting us, me, for calling him a douchebag and saying I was right on, but they tagged him in it and me in it, and then he liked the tweet. And I was like, why would he do that? He's totally messing with my head. And she tweeted, oh, my God, it's starting. (laughs) 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 It felt very like American Horror Story. This is when the apocalypse starts. Everything's going wrong. This is when he gets inside Kimberly's head and it all goes Everyone, everyone, let me know if you want me to take over social media for a week (laughs) and we'll see. Let's see what happens. First of all, I will tell you this. I will be just sweating the entire week and freaking out, typing, deleting, typing, deleting. Like on average, how many drafts would you say you write of like a single message? Like how many times do you redo a single message? Let's not talk about my mental health issues on (laughs) on air. Let's just leave that for people's imagination. Just know it's it's to the point of agony for those around me because I'm like, can you read this? Does that sound like what I'm trying to say? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Now, I feel like if I'm not saying it, picture having understand. to respond to like maybe 50 messages a day, which Lose. is what I do. So I just don't think about it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it for like a Monday through Friday. I'm taking it down from seven days. We'll do five days, <laughs> and we'll do we it. Jump, and I'll you jump it. from seven to five. <laughs> yeah, because so I fast. realized I realized what's gonna happen. So I'm jumping. What, so, if, what if it's just yeah. one day? What if it's like one day a one week? Day. What if it's like one day a week? Like Katie's, Katie, Katie's Tuesdays. Exactly. Would that be fun? Oh. No, that wouldn't be fun. You already have an ulcer. No, I can do it. I'm re- I'm ready. Next Tuesday, it's Katie's Tuesday. Oh my god, I'm ready for this. Okay, I'm ready. I'm gearing up. I'm getting ready. Your oh. your message on Instagram about the candles was so funny. I know you can do it. Yeah, because I feel like I, if I'm just talking to you, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. Love you all. Thank you. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you have questions, email us at Date Dateline. Facebook. You can can become a Patronus on Patreon and get uh, episodes, extra episodes. We will still be doing an extra episode, by the way, in December, even though we are doing the Eight Crazy Nights. We're getting nuts with it. Yeah. We're going balls to the wall. Don't stop it. Killing me. Okay. (laughs) That was the noise i've ever heard do that again Which noise? no that noise no it was high it was like a toy I know, dying i just wanted to do that noise it's like a i can't recreate okay that's it it was natural okay um don't watch alone watch with your balls tucked neatly inside of your body Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Covers don't count. The very next day, doesn't matter. You gave it away. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't get whammed. I agree with Michael. It's important not to tie your self-esteem into how you look or what people think of you. I mean, look at me. I'm an actor. <laughs> an actor for crying out loud. I mean, you know how much rejection I face every day. But in this business of show, you have to have the heart of an angel and the hide of an elephant. But you've never actually had an audition. <laughs> well, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs>